Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. There has to be a way that you can express yourself, where you can speak your mind, where you can confront issues with understanding, with wisdom, and solve problems, and people respect you, and you're not angry, and you don't have suppressed emotions. See? That's the way it has to be. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Get Ready to Pray. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, everyone. The program is called Shedding Shackles. And the reason I call it Shedding Shackles is because most people are shackled by emotions, memories, negative thoughts, unhappy relationships, and so on. And it gets to the point with people that they're either trying to cope with the problem or deal with it in some way, or they have to try to push it under the carpet and not even think about it. So their whole life starts to revolve around these negative issues and problems, either trying to cope with them and deal with them, or else trying to push them under under the rug and not have to deal with them. There ought to be a way that you can face the issue with awareness, with clarity, with confidence, deal with it, deal with it decisively, and then move on. Now, we all know that when you deal with something right away, before it festers, before it gains energy, if you nip it in the bud, so to speak, we all know that's the best way. For example, you've heard the expression, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Well, if you are able to prevent an issue from arising in the first place, that's the best. And then the next best is if something does arise, just deal with it right away. So I'm talking about dealing with problems now. So I have to lay a little bit of groundwork for you. So let's say that your neighbor borrows one of your tools and they don't return it. Or they borrow your book, a book, and they don't return it. So what do most of us do? Well, we we wait and we wait and we wait and we start to get a little bit resentful. And we encounter the neighbor and then we say, I wonder if she's going to say anything about that book she borrowed from me. And then after the conversation, no, she didn't say anything about it. So what's the best way to handle it? Well, if the neighbor borrows your book and you don't need the book, or they borrow your tool, and you don't need the tool, then don't worry about it. Just dismiss it from your mind, and you don't have to even think about it. But if you notice that you need the book, or something about the book not being returned, or the tool, whichever the case may be, not being returned, if there's something about it, because maybe you need it, then what you should do is immediately go to your neighbor and say, hello, hey, excuse me, you borrowed my tool, I'd like to have it back now. Hello, You borrowed my book. I need my book now. See? Very simple. Do it right away. But here's what a lot of us do. And I'm using this as an example. It may not be the best example, but it'll, it'll do. You can then see the principle 
and then apply it to all different circumstances in your life. But what do a lot of us do? We don't say anything, but we resent the person for not returning it. And it begins to prey upon our mind. You might even wake up in the middle of the night and suddenly think about the neighbor having your tool and not having given it back to you, or your book and not having given it back. You see what I mean? And then pretty soon, every time you see the neighbor, or maybe you, they're out starting their car, you hear their car start, and what comes to mind? The fact that they have your tool and haven't returned it. Do you understand? So this is not good. So you either have to dismiss it totally and not even care. You gave them, it's like you gave them the tool, they can have it. But a lot of us, we end up giving it away because why? Because we don't want to, we, we don't want to face asking them for it back. Now, why don't we want to face asking them for it back? What's the big deal? Well, number one, your ego would have to admit that uh, maybe you shouldn't have lent it to him in the first place. Or you have to admit that you've let too much time go by. Or you have to admit that you're afraid of asking them. See, if, they've, if they intimidate you somehow, you may be afraid of asking them. Maybe you borrowed some of their stuff and didn't return it. See? So, you don't want to face it. But here's another reason. The other reason you don't want to face it is because you have been angry at them and resentful toward them, and it has built up emotion within. And now when you go to face them, your heart is pounding, your knees are shaking, your voice has anger in it, see what you try to suppress, and you don't want them to see you're upset. You don't want them to see that they got to you. You don't want them to see your weakness, see? So all of these things build up and build up. Now it could get to the point that you resent your neighbor for not returning your tool, then you resent your neighbor for something else and for something else, and pretty soon the very sight of your neighbor can cause you to get a tummy ache, or you might start to get a headache just by hearing your neighbor, neighbor next door playing their radio or doing something. You see what I mean? I'm using this as an example just to show you how the most trivial thing can become a burden, a shackle. Now, what do most of us do? We cave in, we give in, we suppress, we avoid, we run. Would you believe that there are some people in the world who would become so upset by the neighbor having borrowed something and not returned it? It would make them so upset that they would start to think about ways of escaping, maybe by selling their house. They might literally put their house on the market and sell their house because they don't want to face their neighbor. Now, that's not a way to live. There has to be a way that you can express yourself, where you can speak your mind, where you can confront issues with understanding, with wisdom, and solve problems, and people respect you, and you're not angry, and you don't have suppressed emotions. See? That's the way it has to be.
I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Do you have a question for Roland? If so, call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Leave your name, the city you're calling from, and your message, and Roland may answer your question on the air. Or email your question at roland at sheddingshackles.com. That's Roland at SheddingShackles.com. So, remember what I said in the beginning. There ought to be a way that whatever the issue is, present or from your past, whatever kind of an issue it is, whether it's a, a health issue an emotional issue, a financial issue, a relationship, which it usually is a relationship issue, that you ought to be able to face it or face the person boldly, calmly, with perception, with wisdom, and deal with the issue, see, without becoming upset without being angry, without caving in on the one hand, nor being angry on the other hand. You see what I mean? There ought to be a way to deal with life that way. So now, how can you develop the ability to face things? Remember, Christ had to face a lot of things, which he did with poise and without resentment and without hatred. And ultimately, he triumphed. So how do you do that? Number one, let go of your resentments toward people. Watch for them, and when you see them, let them go. Forgive. Make it unimportant. Number two, watch out for little irritations around you. And see, watch them. Stand back and look at them. Little things can be irritating. Watch for that little irritation, that little stimulation because that's how it gets to you. That's how things get to you. So, don't resent. Watch the irritation. Let it pass. That's the second thing you can do. And then the third thing you can do is deal with things right away when you can. If you have something to do, do it. If you have something to say, say it. But without resentment. If you wait, see, here's a classic example. You're standing in line. Let's say you're standing in line at the bagel shop. You want to get a bagel and a cup of coffee in the morning. You're standing in line, and somebody behind you has got their elbow sticking into your arm. Then what do you do? You say, excuse me, would you mind moving your elbow, please? See? Deal with it right away. Don't stand there and let them stick their elbow into your arm and then and then just secretly resent it, see? Speak up right away, but without it, but 
before anger builds. So you speak up before the anger builds. If you're standing in line and somebody cuts in front of you, excuse me, I was here first, thank you very much. Right away, immediately. Then there's no anger. The air is cleared. The truth is out there. But if you wait, and you wait, and wait, and anger builds, resentment builds, not only that, but the other person knows they're getting away with something. They have no respect for you. So you see, it's very simple. So I've given you a couple of clues. A spiritual one and a very practical one. And then, without anger, without emotion, without baggage from the past, you become even freer to live your life properly and to express yourself. And it's a good snowball. Everything builds in a positive way. Listeners in New York are getting the 15-minute version of this program. To hear the whole 30-minute program, go to SheddingShackles.com or GetReadyToPray.com. Did you hear about the guy that said, Well, we've tried everything. The only thing left is to pray. Well, that's what he should have done first. But it's hard to pray when you're nervous, anxious, worried, or resentful. So the first thing you got to do is get out of those negative thoughts and emotions. Calm down, and then it's easier to pray. Check out our many resources to help you calm down and get ready to pray at GetReadyToPray.com. That's GetReadyToPray.com. Roland relies on listeners like you to keep this program on the air. If you feel moved to help keep Roland on the air so that he can help others, visit SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us and click on the icon Donate. As we're near the end of our time together, I invite you to visit the many resources available at our website, SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net or SheddingShackles.us You can listen to past programs, read more about Roland's meditation, or watch Roland's video lectures. Listen in again next week. Same time, same station. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Now, there are people who are bold, naturally bold. They develop that ability to express themselves very well and very boldly, and that's good. But a lot of us don't have that. Or we lost it when we were kids because we were put down, we were slapped around. People didn't want to hear what we had to say. If we said the truth, we got in trouble for it. And we learned to give in and to become a doormat, to become a Mr. Nice Guy. But see, it backfires on you. Now take a look at at the situation where you have a typical dad who's basically a decent guy. And early in the marriage, his wife and he had some arguments. She was angry at him about something or other. 
She wanted something from him, and he didn't know what she wanted, and there was arguments. And he became angry. Well, when he was angry, he, he said some things he shouldn't have said, and now he's afraid of being angry because he doesn't want to, he's afraid of what he might say when he's angry, so he suppresses it. And the kids came along, and pretty soon the kids were doing something. They, were, they weren't doing their homework, or they were messing around too much with their video games or something, and he spoke up about it. And everybody said, boo-hoo, daddy's mean and ran to mommy. And mommy said, oh, leave the children alone. They, they need to have their, their enjoyment. And so all of a sudden, dad looked bad because he, was, he had been angry. You see what I mean? So he clams up and says nothing. So he becomes Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. People Pleaser. But what is the result? Does that solve his problem? No. First of all, he is now a doormat and a people pleaser, and he resents other people because of that, and he resents himself because of it. And he's, his fear increases because he's afraid of speaking up because he's building up anger and more anger to the point where he, he can't speak up without all this anger coming out. See? And then the other thing that happens is that since he's a doormat, everybody walks all over him, and they have no respect for him. See, if you're a people pleaser... And you go along to get along and everything, everybody says how nice you are. But guess what? They don't have any respect for you because they see that you're weak. See? And you're afraid to speak up because you don't want to have your anger exposed. You don't want to have your inadequacies exposed. And they see it. And so it's a cat. And so they play around with, with your evasions. See? And so pretty soon the whole family goes to rack and ruin. Eventually the wife says she wants a divorce. She's, she's married to a, a milk toast who she has no respect for. For some men go to the other extreme and they get angry and they and do dumb things or they drink alcohol or something, and that's no good either. That's bad. That's just as bad or even worse. So there has to be a middle ground. There has to be a way that you can express yourself, where you can speak your mind, where you can confront issues, with understanding, with wisdom, and solve problems, and people respect you, and you're not angry, and you don't have suppressed emotions. See? That's the way it has to be. So, in this program, I want to give you a couple of hints about how to make that happen. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. I'm a professional pianist and played several solo recitals between the ages of 12 and 16. I played all of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as Clap Your Hands, a work by the American composer George Gershwin in an arrangement by Cy Walter. Now, first of all, let's talk about the buried issues from the past. Most of us have issues buried that go all the way back to early childhood, where someone was cruel or was mean, or you were put down or you were intimidated or on, on the playground some bully pushed you down and stole your money or your mom slapped you around or put you down, or your dad was never there for you or your brother stole your stuff and lied about it. See what I mean? All these types of injustices and unfairnesses, they are buried down there. And along with those is a resentment of 
yeah, of your mom, but mainly of your dad. Underneath all of those is a resentment of your dad. It's a deep resentment of your dad, most likely. Why? Because somehow at some unplumbed depth, you know that if your dad had been there for you, if he had been a prince, if he had been a Moses, if he had been a George Washington of the family, if he had had wisdom and understanding and patience and long-suffering and strength and courage of conviction, and if he had been there to put a stop to nonsense firmly but with kindness, sometimes sternly but not with anger, and his mere presence would have nipped it in the bud. For example, uh, there I remember there was a nice lady who was the Prime Minister of England, Margaret Thatcher. She was a, a very noble lady. And I remember somebody made the comment that, you know, in her presence, you wouldn't even think of using a bad word in her presence. You wouldn't even think of, you wouldn't dream of saying something that wasn't totally proper in her presence. Well, and it's not fear, it's a respect. It's her dignity. So we sense that if Father had been there, really, 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 really there, then the foolishness that went on in the home would have come to an end. The things that were done that were beyond the pale, that went over the top, people's ranting and raving and screaming and people putting you down and teasing, and those things would have come to an end. And when issues arose, you could have gone to Father and he would have had wisdom or he would have gone with you. If at school some teacher was doing something that wasn't quite right, Father would have come with you to school. And he would have told that teacher, in no uncertain terms, that such things are not proper. See? But unfortunately, undoubtedly, Father wasn't that way, and so a lot of things happen. And so deep down, we somehow sense that it would have been better if Father had been there. Now, a good father, you know, what do they say? They say love covers a multitude of sins. You've heard that expression, haven't you? Well, a good father covers a multitude of things having gone not so good. Look at Christ, for example. Look at all the things that he went through, how people were always trying to, to trick him into making some mistake. He was always being falsely accused. They were going to, they wanted to throw him off a cliff. They wanted to stone him, but he escaped. But then finally they did capture him and they falsely accused him and they tortured him and tormented him and then they killed him. Look at all the things he went through. But without anger, 
He didn't hate them back. They hated him, but he didn't hate them back. And how did he undergo all of those things? It's because of the Father. He loved the Father, and the Father loved him. And knowing that his Father was there for him helped him with all of those things. So, Father. Now, if you had a good father, you have a good father, you had a good father, and you appreciate the good qualities in father, in your dad, and you don't resent your dad, then it's going to help you immensely in life. And if you had a father who's not so good, or he isn't so good, then you can forgive your father. In other words, let go of your grudges against him. Forgive him. Remember Christ's last words. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So forgive your earthly father, because he didn't know what he was doing. The world was too much for him. Your mom was too much for him. Everything was too much for him. And when he was a little child, too, you could see your father when he was a little boy with tears in his eyes and someone was being cruel to him. He never made it. He never made it. But if you don't hate your father, if you don't resent him, if you let go of your judgments toward him, just see that he was a man and he failed, but maybe he had a good quality. And maybe he wasn't as bad either as you thought. See, your mom had a grudge against him for some reason. And it was easy for father to appear. See, it's easy for a, a good man. Maybe he, maybe he wasn't so bad. Maybe he wasn't a good man. Maybe he was, but maybe he wasn't so bad. But it's easy for someone who's not so bad to be made to appear wrong. The ones that are really, really wrong, they're very clever at appearing right. So it's a topsy-turvy world out there. Things are not always as they appear. So the best thing, just forgive, let it go, make it unimportant. God said, if you don't forgive others, I won't forgive you. But if you forgive others, especially your father, see, the thing that stands between you and your creator is most likely resentment of your earthly father. If you could let go of those resentments, then you would receive the love and approval of your heavenly Father. And if you received the love of your heavenly Father, then all the other things pale in comparison. All of the other things fall away. They're not important. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.